हरे कृष्णा डिवोटी दंडवत प्रणाम और गुरु ऋषु शिला प्रभुपात एंड गुरु महाराज टूडे वी आर सो फॉर्चुनेट अमृता माधवी माता जी फ्रॉम बैंगलोर टूडे माता जी विल इनलाइटन अस ऑन श्रीमद भागवतम कैंटो फाइव चैप्टर फाइव वर्स थर्टी हरे कृष्णा माता जी प्लीज टेक ओवर द कॉल हरे कृष्णा माता जी प्लीज एक्सेप्ट माई हम्बल ऑल्सो थैंक यू वेरी मच काइंड अपॉर्चुनिटी Let us start the session by praying to Guru Narayana. Narayanam namaskritya, naramchayva narottamam, devim sarasvatim vyasam, tato jaya mudirayet, nashta prayeshu abhadreshu, nityam bhagavata sevaya, bhagavat. ुत्तम श्लोकी भक्तिर्भवतीष्णुपादायताये नम विष्णुपादाय कृष्ण पृष्ठा भूतले श्रीमती भक्ति वेदात स्वामी नमस्ते सारस्वती देवी गौरवाणी प्रचारणे निर्विशेष शून्यवादी पाश्चातिणे जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभो निनंद श्रीद्वैतराधर श्रीवासादि गौर भक्त वृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे मुखम करोतिवाचालम पंगुम लंघयते गिरी यत्तम वंदे श्रीगुरु दीनतारिणम परमानंदमाधव श्री चैतन्य ईश्वर Yes, we are going to start Canto Five, Chapter Five, Text Thirty. Hopefully, if we can complete till the end of this chapter, that will be great. Let Let us try. Tatra Tatra Pura Grama Karakita Vata Karvata Shivira Vraja Ghosha Sartha Giri Vanashramadishva Anupatham. अवनिचरापसदयीपरिभूयमाक्षिकाक्षिकाभिर्वनगजस्तर्जनताड़ना्वमेहनस्तीवन्रावशक्रद्राज्रजप्रक्षेपूतिवातुरुक्तस्तद
coming from a forest. He was always being threatened, beaten, urinated upon and spat upon. Sometimes people threw stones, stool and dust at him. And sometimes people passed foul air before him. Thus, people called him many bad names and gave him great deal of trouble. But he did not care about this, for he understood that the body is simply meant for such an end. He was situated on the spiritual platform and being in his spiritual glory, he did not care for all these material insults. In other words, he completely understood that matter and spirit are separate and he had no bodily conception. Thus, without being angry at anyone, he walked through the whole world alone. Purport by Srila Prabhupada, Jai Srila Prabhupada, Narottam Dasa Thakura says, Deha Smriti Nahi Yara Samsara Bandhana Kahan Tara When a person fully realizes that the material body and world are temporary, he is not concerned with pain and pleasures of the body. As Shri Krishna advises in Bhagavad Gita chapter 2 verse 14, Matra Sparshastu Kaunteya Shitoshna Sukha Dukha Daha Agamapayino Nityas Tamstitiksha Swabharata O son of Kunti, the non-permanent appearance of happiness and distress and their disappearance in due course are like the appearance and disappearance of winter and summer seasons. They arise from sense perception, O Sion of Bharata, and one must learn to tolerate them without being disturbed. As far as Rishabhadeva is concerned, it has already been explained, idam shariram mama durvi bhavyam. He did not at all possess a material body. He was tolerant, therefore, therefore he was tolerant of all the trouble offered to him by the bad elements in society. Consequently, he could tolerate people's throwing stool and dust upon him and beating him. His body was transcendental and consequently he did not suffer, he did not at all suffer pain. He was always situated in spiritual bliss. As said in Bhagavad Gita 18th chapter verse 61, Ishwara Sarva Bhutanam Pradeshe Arjuna Tishtati Brahmayan Sarva Bhutani Yantrarudhani Mayaya Supreme Lord is situated in everyone's heart, O Arjuna, and is directing the wanderings of all living entities who are seated as on a machine made of mineral energy. Since the Lord is situated in everyone's heart, He is in the heart of hogs and dogs also. If hogs and dogs in their mineral bodies live in a filthy place, places, live in filthy places, one should not think that the Supreme Personality of Godhead in this Paramatma feature also lives in a filthy place. Although Lord Rishabdeva was maltreated by the bad elements of the world, he was not at all affected. Therefore, it is stated here, Swamahima Avasthanina. He was situated in his own glory. He was never saddened due to being insulted in many ways described above. 
so we can see here rishabh dev like an avaduta you know he was um, behaving and people were not able to understand avadutas are um, you know little different from the normal uh, pure devotees they just um, live in a very um, not understandable kind of lifestyle they may not even clean i've heard of people you know uh, they said that he is avaduta in vrindavan but i don't know who he is that our teacher was just mentioning there are people like that you know they may not clean the cave they may be living in a cave and non stop chanting 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 they don't care about food they don't care about cleanliness nothing but their heart you know they're all all the time chanting so bhajananandis you know they are just uh, they are just uh, getting uh, totally absorbed in chanting of the holy names like in samadhi state so fully absorbed in harinam and and they are indifferent to the surroundings around them but there is a different category of devotees but pure devotee prabhupada he was very much you know uh, he would get up on time and he would do his uh, taking bath cold water bath and then chanting and things like that right so prabhupada uh, you know followed a very nice standard which we all should follow avaduta standard is not for us to imitate we have to follow prabhupada and avadutas are very very uh, few and they are very very rare and we just <coughs> have to understand that they are not ordinary and he is he is not uh, just a, um, extraordinary devotee but he is god himself he is krishna's partial manifestation is krishna's avatar so uh, later on in the next verses you know it will come that he is san vasudeva krishna is vasud vasudeva san vasudeva and his expansion is rishabdev so um, you know when uh, he was acting like an avaduta people would not understand and they would really treat him very badly and when he is badly treated he never uh, he was he could remain indifferent one is because his body was not feeling pain because his body is transcendent another one is because he is god himself it does not matter to krishna it does not matter so many people are there so many atheists are there what how they criticize krishna isn't krishna indifferent he is so when he comes down as rishabdev obviously he'll be the same he'll be indifferent so um, he was uh, special he is avaduta he is avatar and uh, so he was indifferent so prabhupada very clearly says so even as devotees we should be you know quite indifferent to heat and cold to hatred and love uh, you know that is why chetanya prabhu instructs in shikshashtaka that we have to be humbler than the straw on the street more tolerant than the tree more tolerant than tree means what at a tree you throw throw stone it does not uh, um, give us any give us back actually you know uh we cut the tree down it just just not question us it will be more tolerant than that you know we are expected to so rishabdev was following it you know uh, and we are also expected to follow that standard we can't imitate but how we can that was chetanya process you don't have to do anything extra simply you keep chanting and you'll get these qualities these qualities will automatically manifest in us but right now where we are you know we should acknowledge that right now we have our mood swings right now some days we can chant very well some days our chanting may not be good uh, right now some days we act very tolerant sometimes we may not be tolerant that's our standard let's accept our standard and then let's work on it you know how now can i improve to the stage where i can give respect to those who humiliate to those who disrespect you know can i do that you know unconditionally can i do that eternally 
you know, uh, if I am not, that means I am still at the level 3, you know, there are 8 levels in Shikshastaka, right? 8 paras. So we are still at the struggling for following Amanina Manadena. So then understand that is our standard and go on chanting because simply by chanting, we will get the strength to respect those who don't respect us. So um, if we can work on that and um, if we can regularly do hearing, reading, and go on chanting rest of the times whenever we are free, whenever not, we are not talking to anybody, then we, we are sure to grow. So, uh, Rishabdev was um, not ordinary. He didn't have to put an endeavor to grow up and uh, you know become pure devotee because he was already, his body was transcendental and therefore he was able to take it. That's why Prabhupada says, as far as Rishabdeva is concerned, it has already been explained that you know he did not at all possess material body. So where is the question of tolerating? Therefore, he was tolerant of all troubles offered to him by bad elements. So that was it. And let's go to 31st verse. Canto 5, chapter 5, text 31. Ati sukumara kara charanura stala vipula bahvamsha gala vadanadi avayava vinyasa prakriti sundara svabhava Hasa sumuko nava nalina dalayamana shishira tara runayata nayana ruchira sadrisha subhaga kapola karana kanta naso viguda smita vadana mohotsa vina pura vanitanam manasi kusuma sarasanam upadadhana parag avalambama Avalamba mana kutila jatila kapisa kesha bhuri bharo vadhuta avadhuta malina nija shari rena graha grahita ivadrishyata translation by Srila Prabhupada Jai Srila Prabhupada Canto 5 chapter 5 text 31 translation Lord Rishabhadeva's hands feet chest were very long his shoulders face limbs they are all very delicate and symmetrically proportioned. His mouth was beautifully decorated with his natural smile and he appeared all the more lovely with his reddish eyes spread wide like petals of a newly grown lotus flower covered with dew in the early morning. Um, dew in the, early morning. the irises of his eyes were so pleasing that they removed all the troubles of everyone who saw him. His forehead, ears, neck, nose and all other features were very beautiful. His gentle smile always made his face beautiful, so much so that even that he even attracted the hearts of married women. It was as though they were they had been pierced by arrows of Cupid. About his head was an abundance of curly matted brown hair. His hair was dishevelled, dishevelled, because his body was dirty and not taken care of. He appeared as if he were haunted by a ghost. Although Lord Rishabdeva's body was very much neglected, his transcendental purport by Srila Prabhupada, Jai Srila Prabhupada. Although Lord Rishabdeva's body were very much neglected, his transcendental features were so attractive that even married women were attracted to him. His beauty and dirtiness combined to make his beautiful body appear as though it were haunted by a ghost. So you see, when Krishna comes down as Rishabdeva, Obviously, Krishna is all attractive, he is all beautiful, he is all strength, he is all fame, he is all knowledge, 
is all renunciation he is all strength right so uh, when he's uh, he's having all this and he's the abode of all these qualities as rishabh deva he chose to look very attractive and so he was attractive so attractive that even married women you know uh, felt attracted to him as if pierced by arrow of cupid means they kind of fall in love with him just by looking at him um, but actually how he was looking he was looking like uh, um, you know um, though beautiful he was appearing like haunted by a ghost because he doesn't care uh, to look good and uh, his hair is disheveled and his hair is matted so though he is very good looking it's like a um, diamond covered by the dust you know um, so it does not matter you know diamond looks like a diamond like that he was um, very beautiful but appeared like as if haunted by a ghost um so the next verse you know chapter so this was just a description of how beautiful lord rishabdev was and um, how concealed at the same time you know though he was very beautiful people could not identify him as a pure devotee could not identify him as a fit to be a guru you know to learn from him you know because he was uh, uh, looking like as if haunted by a ghost though very beautiful so now the next text um, you know canto 5 chapter 5 text 32 yarhi vavas bhagavan lokam imam yogasyaadha pratipam ivachakshanas ivachakshanas tat pratikriya krama bhibhatsitam iti vratam ajagaram it iti vratam ajagaram one minute um i hope i am not disconnected yes okay um ajagaram astita shayana evashnati pibati khadati avim avamihati hadati sma cheshtamana ucharita adigdodesha so canto 5 chapter 5 text 32 translation by shila prabhupad jay shila prabhupad when lord rishabdeva saw that the general populace was very antagonistic to his execution of mystic yoga he accepted the behavior of a python in order to counteract their opposition thus he stayed in one place and lay down while laying down he ate and drank and he passed stool and urine and rolled in it indeed he smeared his whole body with his own stool and urine so that opposing elements might not come and disturb him purport by shrila prabhupad jay shrila prabhupad according to one's destiny one enjoys allotted happiness in distress even though one keeps himself in one place this is the injunction of the shastras when one is spiritually situated he may stay in one place and all his necessities will be supplied by the arrangement of supreme controller unless one is a preacher there is no need to travel all over the world a person can stay in one place and execute devotional service suitably according to time and circumstances when rishabdev saw that he was simply disturbed being disturbed by traveling throughout the world he decided to lie down in one place like a python thus he ate drank and he passed stool and urine and smeared his body with them so that people would not disturb him see here we can see few things um according to one's destiny prabhupada is telling you know our happiness and distress will anyway come 
So even though we are in one place, it will anyway come. So what if we leave the place? Sometimes we feel maybe if I quit the body, if I commit suicide, then it will not come. So Prabhupada is saying even though you are in one place, it will come. Means if you quit the body, anyway it's going to come. You know, go. The minute we quit the body, the problems will start because we have abruptly ended. So even if you are in one place, it will come. How it will come? Through whomever you are with. Through them it will come. If you think that in office I have problems, so I will not go to office. Or in school I have problems, I will not go to school. Then at home with whoever you are, you know, your mother may shout at you for not going to school. You know, mother may become uh, disproportionately angry with you. Father may become disproportionately angry. So, you know, like this, you know, we cannot avoid the misery. Same way the good that has to come, that cannot be avoided. Then why should we put extra endeavor to get the good fortune in our life? We should do whatever endeavor is possible, you know. Bhaktivinoda Thakura gives the formula, 8 hours for office work. Means, you want increment, you try within that 8 hours to struggle and get it. 8 hours for your household affairs and your rest, uh, 8 hours for your rest and, you know, uh, then 8 hours is for your household affairs and sadhana, you know, uh, like 8 hours if we rest and 8 hours uh, in that, you know, we have to uh, cook, clean as housewives, you know, and um, you know, uh, whatever duties for housekeeper, housekeeping, you know, we have to do, we have to do it, 8 hours um, and then the next 8 hours is for our sadhana you know, so uh, we have to ensure that 8 hours we can give for Krishna, which is great and we have enough time for 2 rounds japa we have time for uh, uh, 2 hours of reading then at least one hour of hearing, if we can hear two hours, very good. And two hours of preaching also, we have time, you see. Uh, eight hours, it's very beautiful. Eight plus eight plus eight. So, um, you know, um, so when these timings are given, you know, and if we are doing our sadhana correctly, then, uh, you know, a happiness and distress is anyway going to come with eight hours of office work. You know, whatever we are supposed to get, we will get. But suppose if we take out, why only 8 hours? I will work 12 hours for office and I will gain extra income. That is not required because whatever, even if you work for 12 hours, you will get only what is supposed to get. You will not get beyond that. You know, and if you work 8 hours with full quality and 8 hours sadhana with full quality if you do, then also you will be more enthusiastic and you will get fully whatever you are destined to get. So then, uh, why should we do extra endeavor for good, uh, for getting the good, or why should we do extra endeavor for avoiding the bad? Bad cannot be avoided. And good also is going to come, even if you work hard, it's not going to get better. It's going to remain good, will remain good only. Then what can get better is our destination after this birth can be better. You know, if, if you're supposed to get, take birth in another rich family next life, we can ensure that we can go back to Godhead next, after this life. And so for that, that is not written in our horoscope. That depends on our choice. That's why our choice, we have to make it perfect. Our choice of using every moment in Krishna's service, that is the most highest thing and that we must do. And we should be so greedy to do that all the time that even our office work, we should be doing it to please Krishna. Even our maintenance, even our resting time, we should be doing that to please Krishna. And then the rest of the seva of 8 hours of sadhana, what we are doing, that also we should be doing it with full attention to please Krishna. You know, So that choice, if we make, that is the right choice. Anything else we do other than remembering Krishna, anything else, it's all wrong choice. 
so you know we don't have to endeavor to get happiness we don't have to endeavor to avoid distress both are going to come at its time like that prapad is writing you know even though you are staying in one place anyway going to come so what we are what is not going to come is you know the time that we have lost so the time has to be utilized by making right choice of only pleasing krishna so then uh, prapad says that you know um, we have to do devotional service suitably uh, while we are staying in one place according to time and circumstances see this is very very meaningful for this situation now when omicron has come you know um, uh, our corona is there and omicron has come now what to do now again people are getting back to their own homes they don't want to come out you know and the government is instructing to be inside your homes now how you know prapad said at least once in a week have sunday feast now you have to do feast in your own homes each one you know yeah. google the recipes nice youtube uh, channels are there which are having million views look for such vegetarian channels and try out your favorite dishes and offer it to krishna and enjoy because now in time according to this time and circumstance we still cannot stop devotional service just because we are not going to temple and so you see this uh, everyday chant group this is a very beautiful thing that you have done it before only that um, you know you are doing it online so you are not losers you know for you you can remain like avadutas indifferent whether it's omicron is there or not your sadhana is uh, continuously happening you know whether people are there in the group or not new people will be joining and new people will be taking seva like now pooja mataji is taking care of this particular seva you know that's <laughs> from india you see she is joining and she is doing the seva so the seva is not stopping you know so according to time and circumstance whoever is able to volunteer whoever is able to do it's very beautiful that it's, it's happening you know so like this you have to adapt yourself to the situation and you have to do the devotional service so uh, here when rishabdeva saw that he was disturbed uh, you know while traveling what he did was he just decided to stay in one place like a python means whatever what is python doing you know it keeps its mouth open it does not endeavor to get its food it keeps its mouth open and when any frog comes and falls inside its mouth jumps into its mouth it just closes the mouth and eats it up till the frog comes it is not going to run around for a frog it is just waiting with open mouth and whoever stamps inside even a small human human being uh, enters the mouth it is swallow it will swallow and it will eat up python is one snake that can really eat up a human being also but it does not um, run around looking for human beings uh, for food even though it's hungry like that even if we wait in our own place and keep doing devotional service krishna is going to send food to such great devotees that's how mrigari you know narada muni had told mrigari that you stay here and you stop killing and you start chanting holy names and uh, food will come to you don't worry and the whole village started bringing so much food that when narada muni next time came here tell that i am getting too much food please ensure that i just get food as much as i require not more than that you know so you see when we are doing devotional service krishna does the arrangements but here one thing we have to notice that even rishabadev see when the general populace were very antagonistic he did not continue with his mission of walking around he stayed means even in our lives when uh, people around are antagonistic or hurting or humiliating 
you know, uh, we too can take some measures for defense. We should tolerate, yes, uh, we should tolerate, but sometimes when it becomes beyond our ability, we are not pure devotees, when it becomes beyond our ability, we are not able to tolerate, then we can definitely do the hissing, you know, the snake that was used to bite everybody was told by Narada Muni to not bite. It stopped biting and people started throwing stones at it. And then um, then it was getting wounded and, and then Narada Muni came, what happened? Why you are so much hurt? You were hurting others, now you are totally hurt, how come? All are throwing stone at me because I don't bite them. He said, I told you not to bite. I didn't say don't hiss. So hissing is required at times. When you feel so choked up, when you are not able to really take it anymore, if, if you are always tolerating and if you are always taking nonsense from the people around you, be it from your family, be it in your office, and if you are if you're coming to a choking situation, you are not able to digest it, then you have to do the hissing part, you know, of... Some defense, you know, we may have to do. And here, Rishabhadeva also, you know, um, he stopped walking around and he, he just, he not only stayed in one place, but his way of hissing was, his way was repelling people. How? He just uh, smeared his own stool and urine on his body so that people don't disturb. See, he did his part of hissing by uh, becoming very repulsive. He became like a repellent for the mosquitoes, you know. Uh, he just smeared his body. So we also, you know, we also can uh, do something like that. Like some people simply call and take away our time. You talk to them about Krishna. You can't shout at them. You cannot say, I'm losing my time. You can't be hurt. But uh, you can't be curt also. So what do you do? You just, um, um, you know, go on talking about Krishna. They'll get bored of you. They'll never disturb you. Simple, you know. This is our way of uh, hissing or our way of, uh, you know, Becoming a repellent because we have to save our time. Our time is very precious. It's for Krishna consciousness, you know. When it is required to talk, we will talk. When it is not required to talk beyond the time and if somebody is taking our time, then you should know, you know, how to repel the materialists. Devotees, of course, they will enjoy. The more you talk about Krishna, the more they will do phone call. You have to tell them that let, let us do this particular homework. You do your reading, I do my reading and we will keep it to a minimum. So like this, you know, so devotees will understand. Devotees are very good-hearted. But I'm talking about the materialists. Uh, materialists, you know, you can, uh, when we don't want to waste time, if they are, if we are new to devotional service, then there will be so many material friends. And uh, so many of them will want to take away our time. And, and their time, when we, when we spend time with them, it's definitely not good for our consciousness. Therefore, to keep our conscious intact, we should start talking about what we learned in ISKCON. You know, in ISKCON is so nice. You can also come and attend classes. You know what I heard? It's so interesting. And it tells some points. Then um, if they like, they will accept Krishna consciousness. If they don't like, they will not disturb you after that. Like this, you know. This is one way of repelling. You know, like how uh, Rishabh Dev appeared, you know, uh, applied uh, stool and urine of his own body to his own body. Here we are not applying stool and urine. And, he, the, and stool and urine later you will come to know that they were very fragrant. In the next verse you will come to know, you know. So we are talking about fragrant Krishna Katha, you know, and, and we are uh, seeing if they get attracted, let them come. If they don't get attracted, let them leave us. So this way we will remain pure, even though we are mixing with the materialists in the form of phone call or whatever. So like this. Uh, so uh, we have to do our part, you know. We have to tolerate, yes, but we are not able to tolerate. We should do the hissing or we should do something to uh, not let the others uh, constantly attack us and hurt us. You know, and be prayerful and request Krishna to guide you how to 
repel such people and then uh, use your intelligence to not go against scriptures. At the same time, you have to um, keep uh, hurting people away from us. So uh, this is what if we can do, that will be, we will be doing justice to ourselves because we have to protect our time because what happens if we are overly hurt is we will we'll spend time in distress, crying or sleeping or becoming uh, mood off and not able to do anything and we can't afford to do that uh, to us because our time is precious. We have to use it in Krishna's service. So if we are not able to tolerate, you know, one thing what we have to do is we have to increase our japa quality and japa quantity and another thing is that we have to do the hissing, we have to do the repelling, you know, we should not let others harm us beyond limits if it is happening on a regular basis. So I hope that's clear. Now we go to Canto 5. Oh, what's the time? Now let me just check the time. Uh, oh, we still have a lot of time. Okay. We'll complete this. There's small, small verses. Canto 5, chapter 5, text 33. Tasya ya purisha surabi sugandhya vayustam desham dasha yojanam Samantha Surabhim Chakara Translation by Srila Prabhupada Canto 5, Chapter 5, Text 34 Because Lord Rishabdev remained in that condition, the public did not disturb him. But no bad aroma emanated from his stool and urine. Quite the contrary, his stool and urine were so aromatic that they filled 80 miles of the countryside with a pleasant fragrance. Purport by Srila Prabhupada, Jai Srila Prabhupada. From this we can certainly assume that Lord Rishabdev was transcendentally blissful. His stool and urine were so completely different from material stool and urine that they were aromatic. Even in the material world, cow dung is accepted as purified and antiseptic. A person keeps a stacks of cow dung in one place and it will not create bad odor to disturb anyone. We take it for granted that in the spiritual world, stool and urine are also pleasantly scented. Indeed, the entire atmosphere became very pleasant due to Lord Rishabdev's stool and urine. You see, so here Prabhupada is um, uh, giving a good example for people who may wonder how stool and urine can be aromatic. So he's saying, see, take the example of cow dung. You know, is it is it stinking? Is it do we feel like closing our nose? No, and rather it is very anti, it is antiseptic, you know, and it it purifies the area. So in olden days we used to have uh, houses in which all floors were you know um, were uh, cemented with cow dung batter. Cow dung was watered to a running um, consistency. And it was um, kind of uh, poured on the floor and with the broomsticks made of, uh, brooms uh, were made of the coconut uh, tree uh, leaves. You know, we would take the sticks out and we would tie them into a bundle and make broom out of that. And with that broom, we would spread the cow dung water, watery cow dung on the floor, all over the floor. And so once it dries, it would really scent, um, you know, very fragrant uh, with full of oxygen, you know. Uh, we feel so pleasant and we feel so good. And nowadays, uh, you know, people have made research and they have brought up such cow dung, um, you know, uh, what to say, whitewash kind of thing for the walls. You know, there are some houses, if you YouTube it, you know, cow dung uh, uh, walls, if you write like that or Kaudang homes or something, you'll, you'll get one or two videos probably, you know, where you can see how they have made the walls with the 
uh, coated walls with kaudang and you know those houses are uh, cool in uh, uh, summer and uh, warm in winter you know so uh, like a vedic house they are made and so it's very pleasant to stay in such houses it it will emit so much of sattvic uh, vibrations into the surrounding this is the glory of kaudang because lakshmi devi sits in the kaudang actually and kaviyurin you know kaviyurin uh, or kaudang i'm not too sure but she sits in one of them or in both of them so uh, kaudang is not ordinary like that if kaudang is not if all the cows dung you know all desi cows dung is not ordinary then how the lord rishabdev's dung can be ordinary ha huh? so we can just understand that with the help of this particular propas beautiful example of kaudang so um, prabhupada is you know has prayerfully written this purport so beautifully so when prabhupada says that we can certainly assume which is an instruction you know we have to instruct you have to accept it you know uh, completely that yes you know his his stool and urine were aromatic because his body was transcendental and he was um because of that he was transcendently blissful also because he is not ordinary he is uh, lord krishna himself and so he had a transcendental body and he was transcendently blissful that we can understand you know by all these explanations like the prabhupada is saying you know uh, so uh, and then prabhupada says uh, even in spiritual world you know stool and urine will be pleasantly scented we have to just accept that because we don't know anything other than what prabhupada says so we will accept that um so now we'll go to the next verse it is canto 5 chapter 5 text 34 evam gumruga kaaka charyaya vrajam tishtan aashini aashina shayana kaaka mruga gocharita pibati khadati avamehati sma translation by shrila prapad jai shrila prapad canto 5 chapter 5 text 34 translation in this way lord rishabdev followed the behavior of cows deer and crows sometimes he moved or walked and sometimes he sat down in one place sometimes he lay down behaving exactly like cows deer and crows in that way he drank he ate he passed stool and urine and cheated the people in this way purport by shrila prapad jai shrila prapad being the supreme personality of god at lord rishabdeva possessed a transcendental spiritual body since the general public could not appreciate his behavior and mystic yoga practice they began to disturb him to cheat them he behaved like crows cows and deer you know jada bharata right the son of this particular rishabdev was bharata king bharata he got attached to a deer at the end and next birth he becomes a deer and then next birth in in when he is a deer he remembers krishna and he regrets for his mistake of getting attached to a deer in spite of knowing that he should be attached to krishna so he is lives a life of regret remembering krishna so next birth he becomes jada bharata so the jada bharata also was behaving like this just like rishabdev you know he was also behaving that you will see in the future um, cantos probably in this canto only you know um but later you know uh, somewhere in chapter 11 or something you are seeing jadabharata instructs how can i know is there you know jadabharata so in chapter 10 you see maharaja rahugana meets jadabharata and things like that so we get to uh, read about jadabharata uh, right from i guess chapter 9 where supreme character of jadabharata is explained 
so um, you know this um, rishabadev was also you know uh, being the lord you know was also following uh, the same thing that you know he was uh, uh, living like an avaduta wherein he um, he just did everything possible to repel the uh, nonsense crowd and he was um, you know being supreme personality of god he was always transcendental transcendently happy with his spiritual body and um, he um, he behaved in his own way um, that people could not appreciate his behavior <laughs> you know and so they were foolishly disturbing him but he intelligently cheated them by behaving like just a bird or an animal like a crow cow or a deer he would behave as as you know he was applying his own stool and urine on his body and he was concealing his identity completely and then um, what is um, uh, this now we still have time so we'll do this last verse of this particular chapter canto 5 chapter 5 text 35 itinana yoga charya charano bhagavan kaivalya patir rishabhu virata parama mahanandanubhava atmani sarvesham bhutanam atmabhute bhagavati vasudeva atmano vyaya vyavadhanananta rodara bhavena siddha samastartha paripurno yogaishwaryani vaihaya samano javantaradhana parakaya pravesha dhura grahanadini yadrichayo pagatani nanjasa so translation canto 5 chapter 5 text 35 translation by shrila prabhupada jai shrila prabhupada o king parikshit just to show all the yogis the mystic process lord rishabhadeva the partial expansion of lord krishna performed wonderful activities actually he was the master of liberation and was fully absorbed in transcendental bliss which increased a thousand fold lord krishna vasudeva the son of vasudeva is the original source of lord rishabhadeva there is no difference in their constitution and consequently lord rishabhadeva awakened the loving symptoms of crying laughing and shivering he was always absorbed in transcendental love due to this all mystic powers automatically approached him such as the ability to travel in outer space at the speed of mind to appear and disappear to enter the bodies of others and to see things far far away although he could do all this he did not exercise these powers purport by shrila prabhupada jai shrila prabhupada in the chaitanya charitamrita madhya leela 19th chapter 149th verse it is said krishna bhakta nishkama atavishanta bhukti mukti siddhi kami sakali ashanta so you see krishna bhakta nishkama at ataeva shanta ataeva shanta the word shanta means completely peaceful unless all one's desires are fulfilled one cannot be peaceful everything is trying to fulfill his aspirations and desires be they material or spiritual those in the material world are ashanta without peace because they have so many desires to fulfill the pure devotee however is without desire anyabhilashita shunya 
Appearability is completely free from all kinds of material desire. Karmis, on the other hand, are simply full of desires because they try to enjoy sense gratification. They are not peaceful in this life nor the next during the past, present or future. Similarly, jnanis are always aspiring after liberation and trying to become one with the Supreme. Yogis are aspiring after many siddhis, powers, anima, lagima, prapti, etc. However, devotee is not at all interested in these things because he is fully dependent on the mercy of Krishna. Krishna is Yogeshwara, the possessor of all mystic powers, siddhis. And he is Atma Rama, fully satisfied. The yoga siddhis are described in this verse. One can fly in outer space without the aid of a machine and he can travel at the speed of mind. This means that as soon as yogi desires to go somewhere within the universe or even beyond this universe, he can do so immediately. One cannot estimate the speed of mind, for within a second the mind can go many millions of miles. Sometimes yogis enter into the bodies of other people and act as they desire, when their bodies are not working properly. When the body becomes old, a perfect yogi can find a young, able body, giving up his old body, and yogi can enter into the young body and act as he pleases. Being a plenary expansion of Lord Vasudeva, Lord Rishabhadeva possessed all these mystic yoga powers, but he was satisfied with his devotional love of Krishna, which was evinced by the ecstatic symptoms, such as crying, laughing, shivering. This is the essence. So, this is, um, thus ends the Bhaktivedanta purports of 5th canto, 5th chapter of the Srimad Bhagavatam entitled Lord Rishabdeva's teachings to his sons. So you see, Rishabdeva, uh, you know, he could do all kinds of mystic powers like flying, traveling without any vehicle, at the speed of mind, appearing, disappearing, entering into some other body, everything he could do. But he did not do. Why? Because he was having the higher happiness. That What was the higher happiness? Doing devotional service, you know, with um, he had that love for Krishna. So therefore, um, he was um, able to, um, you know, uh, be ecstatic and display the symptoms of crying, laughing, shivering. He was able to do that because he was so satisfied with his devotional love of Krishna, you know. So if you are having love of Krishna, then even these powers are insignificant in front of love of Krishna. You know, so uh, since he had that, he did not have to exercise any of these mystic powers. This is one thing. Another point what Prabhupada is trying to say is that who is uh, very happy, you know, so when, um, when uh, you see, you know, uh, the world, there are different categories of people. Materialists are there, Karma Yogis are there, Jnana Yogis are there, and uh, Mystic Yogis are there. And bhakta, bhakti yogis are there, the bhaktas. That uh, Prabhupada uh, quotes, you know, from Chaitanya Charitamrita, the verse from Madhirila 19.149, which clearly says, nobody is uh, peaceful except the devotees. Nobody, you know. Why nobody is peaceful? Very clearly Prabhupada says, only bhakti yogis are peaceful. So this is one very big, uh, you know, uh, actually, I see it as a trump card. It as a, sorry, main, um, you know, uh, key point which we can just tell people that see you are looking for happiness right Chaitanya Charitamrita says Krishna Bhakta Nishkama Ata Eva Shanta Bhukti Mukti Siddhi Kami Sakali Ashanta 
everybody, bukti means what? Materialist, who try to enjoy, want to be happy, they are ashanta. Who want mukti, who are spiritual people, who are wanting to merge, become one with the Lord. They are also ashanta because they think, when I will, when I will merge with the Lord. The merging with the Lord will never happen. They will never become one with the Lord. They will remain ashanta only, even after going there. When they feel that, oh... Uh, I, w- I wish I could glorify Krishna. The minute the thought comes, they have to fall down from Brahma Jyoti again into Vaishnava home. And in one life, they'll attain perfection and they'll go back to Godhead. So they can't be uh, happy. Mukti, uh, the ones who attain Mukti. Siddhi, the one who are getting mystic powers. What is the use, you know? They have mystic powers to do some things, but what are they going to do with it? Yeah? See, uh, the materialists, if you have the power to fly, you'll really enjoy without any airplane. Even during Corona, I can fly. Materialists will at least enjoy for temporarily, you know. But um, these yogis who are not materialists, they have the power to fly. What they will do with that power to fly? They're not going to uh, try to enjoy in a five-star restaurant or lodge or something like that. No. They will, uh, you know, uh, they're not going to get any happiness out of it. And Kami, Kami is again, you know, those who are Siddhi Kami, that is, those who are wanting Siddhi, you know, uh, they're all Sakaliya Shanta. Who is Shanta? Only Krishna Bhakta. Why? Because he's Nishkama. He does not have any desire. Now you may think that, oh, I am practicing Bhakti Yoga, but I have desires. Don't worry. These desires will dwindle. When the desires will dwindle is when our desires will be frustrated. Like, for example, if you're looking happiness from our um, job, you know, um, uh, with the ex- uh, with the increase in salary, etc. If you're looking for that happiness, when every time uh, we get cheated, we don't get it, and we don't get our expected increase in salary, or if salary increases, uh, we end up uh, falling sick, or somebody in the home falls sick, and we would spend lakhs of dollars. You know, then what happens to us? Uh, then we feel, oh my God, oh. What is the use? I mean, I have money, but I'm not able to use it. Or or we get all the money, but we just have diabetes and we have high pressure. We can't eat proper salt. We can't eat proper sugar. Then what kind of situation we will be in? We will be again frustrated, right? Uh, so, uh, you know, like this, when we are frustrated, we realize that, Array, forget about my enjoyment. I've tried to enjoy a lot and only I got misery in return. Therefore, now at least let me, if I really want peace, then I should think that um, I should live in a way, at least it pleases Krishna, because I have no capacity to please myself. At least let me live to please Guru. At least let me live to please Krishna. If we get that attitude, then you know, then we will start, uh, we will start getting some happiness just by living to please Krishna. And then we will become more greedy to live more to please Krishna, to live more to please Guru. And then you will become more greedy, then you will feel, I just am alive just for preaching or serving my Guru. I am just wanting to stay alive to do my seva to, you know, Fondracharya Srila Prabhupada and his disciple who is my spiritual master. So when we come to that position, where is our desire? The other desires will be null. That is when we are Shanta. No, because we are Nishkama. We don't have any other desire other than serving the Supreme Lord other than serving devotees, other than serving Srila Prabhupada and his and our spiritual master. So that is why the whole purport says that let us become bhaktas, you know, then uh, we will become Shanta. Rishabdev was also very happy. In spite of what did Rishabdev have? So much of humiliation, so much of people who are disgusted were around him, they were ill-treating him. But what was his situation mentally? He was blissful. 
he was happy he was laughing and crying in ecstasy though he had mystic powers he didn't even feel the need to use it because he was fully absorbed in love of god so this uh, life of rishabdev teaches us that if we have love of god had you know then we can be really indifferent to the um, surroundings around us we can be totally in a ecstatic uh, state of consciousness uh, totally absorbed in serving guru and krishna so um, so to reach there we have to start and i congratulate each one of you who have not only started uh, chanting but also hearing early in the morning and this is something somewhat amazing and great so uh, with that uh, we end this session um, uh, sorry it is sorry. very uh, complicated <laughs> topic of avadutas it is uh, not a regular topic and so whatever i uh, could understand um prayerfully i try to present so if someone has to add um, any comments or any questions i will welcome it uh, because it will also help me to grow further if i have gone wrong you can please um, explain um, thank you very much that's all um, for today हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्ण माता जी दंडवत प्रणाम Hare Krishna Mataji my dharat pranam to you and all the devotees on the call shri prapat ki jai guru maharaj ki jai thank you so much for the you know like explaining these verses because they all had a hidden meaning and it is very hard to understand and you know through your association through your um, you know so much knowledge uh, i mean you're so uh, so much qualified to give shrimad bhagavatam class that you know we are benefiting from this through this call so i'm really thankful to you from the deep inside my heart i'm very thankful to you and i want to ask you one question mataji why is rishabdev maharaj i will say because he is like uh, this thing of krishna right incarnation is that right word why yes, yes, partial yeah why is he behaving like this way uh, because you know i have heard uh, cases where one of the acharyas would go and chant in the bathroom right mm. yes uh, baba ji maharaj what gorkishor das baba ji maharaj yeah, in, in the mountains there was no bathroom but like a bathroom where they go and pass stool there he will go and sit to not be disturbed by the general populace yes and then i have heard that uh, you mentioned about um, uh, jad bharata that you know he was behaving that way because he's already wasn't so much of discontent because he became a deer and then you know he got attracted yes. and krishna reminded him so when his, he came in jad bharat is like now i have a chance to behave like a mad person you know yes. and still he was protected always you know by his father by durga ma and other stories yes. we have like we have heard about him so this, yes. that's the reason for him because he wanted to do this and there's a reason for um like i mentioned about uh, uh, baba ji maharaj but then mm. here uh, his uh, you know like behaving in such a way is who can we compare to what was the uh, what is the main reason does he 
like because you know when he's doing this, it's happening. Uh, everybody is seeing that you know he's uh, this way, and uh, and it's so wonderful. I wanted to mention one more thing that. Uh, you know, they mentioned about the stool and things. So when we were reading, we were thinking, oh my God, like, you know, why will a person do like that? But then, because, you know, Krishna is connected. You know, wherever holy name comes in, everything becomes absolute and transcendental. So, you know, then immediately then, you know, our mind is like, oh, okay, it doesn't matter. It's like, you know, like you said about cow dung. Prabhupada yeah. mentioned, you know, so intelligently, Prabhupada is so intelligent. All glories to you, Prabhupada. Yeah, yeah. So can you explain this uh, this aspect so we can because we're ending the chapter today, and because of my lack of knowledge and lack of hearing, uh, maybe I'm just asking this because uh, you know it's like I'm I'm really missing out on the basic knowledge, but I just wanted to hear from you a little bit more why he did this, uh, Mataji. Yes, actually um, you heard the word avaduta, right? Avaduta means they act in all strange ways. And you cannot question, however they want, they will act. So our, this is one category of people. But you see any other pure devotee, like Prabhupada never did that to his body. Right? Uh, pure devotees don't do that. It's a, it's a, it's a specific, if, if you want to be an avaduta, you'll be doing all this like that. <laughs> Means, uh, see, I'm sorry, I can only answer to the extent that I know this question. Um, you see, maybe you can ask someone else uh, also. Uh, but... Uh, what I have learned in the past is avadutas are a very different category. That's why the word avaduta is used for him. Pure devotee is not used for Rishabdev. So, um, Lord Rishabdev being an avaduta, they will always, uh, you know, they are known for being dirty externally. They are known for being dirty, you know. Um, and Gurkishwadar Babaji was not called as an avadut. But he was somewhere, uh, he was not wanting to be recognized. So he was not applying stool on his body, but he was staying around the stool so the people won't come close to him. So they won't disturb him. You know, so, um, so but here when, when the person is an avaduta, they don't even, I think, take bath. Uh, they don't care for dirt, but they'll be always absorbed in Krishna consciousness. Always. That's the only one thing that is common between avadutas. And every avaduta can be differently dirty, externally, so-called, you know. They just uh, choose to not give any importance to that. They choose to only be absorbed in Krishna consciousness. Only. So, uh, just imagine if you are also in Chaitanya Charitamrita, I heard, I have not read, but I uh, heard, you know, a devotee explaining to me that uh, this is very confidential. Um, you know, only those who deserve will get to hear this particular portion of the lecture. I was shocked that in Chaitanya Charitamrita, there are verses where Chaitanya Prabhu, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has defeated even uh, Madhvacharya followers and uh, he told what is the highest, they say Varnashram Dharma following and you know, to do your duties highest. He says no, you know, because Prahlad Maharaj uh, said that you know, you have to do devotional service. I mean, that is the highest of all actually, you know, uh, something like that, you know. Uh, means he is telling that love of Godhead is the highest, you know. Um, and then uh, he proves from Prahlad Maharaj's example in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Because I just heard it once, I cannot uh, reproduce it as it is, but I can uh, just paraphrase it. And he also defeated the Pusti Margis, you know. He went and defeated Vallabhacharya. Actually, Vallabhacharya was an exalted soul, and he became more exalted after getting defeated by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Oh, but uh, once Prabhupada's disciple was talking on this, he said, Who told you to talk? No, don't talk all this, uh, you know. It's all right, you know, you just follow um, 
Krishna conscious movement, we just preach Krishna conscious. We are not going to, um, you know, uh, say what is uh, less than Krishna conscious movement. So we are following the highest standards, you know. So uh, when we are following the highest standards, and uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I, I had a purpose in speaking this. I just forgot. Anyway, your question was um, that why are they doing this? You know, um, so uh, pure devotees, you know, pure devotees. They have a very clean way of life, whether the six Goswamis. Nobody did this, right? Six Goswamis were great. They were glorious. Bhaktisan Sarasthi Thakur, he was a spark from Brahman or something like that. They were all great. Nobody did this kind. But this is um, typical of Avadutas only. Avadutas will do all these kind of things where they appear dirty externally, but internally they are not. And um, I had some purpose. I, I, I just forgot why we shifted to this particular topic um, yes and uh, from that particular topic what um, I learned was that whatever we are following is the highest uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given us the highest of um, teachings and love of Godhead is the goal of life and um, and uh, you know actually everybody should uh, surrender to chanting of the holy names and um, we will all uh, get love of God and we can go back to God. This is the highest. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given us the uh, most, um, you know, most fine-tuned philosophy. And um, I don't know why this topic I brought. I am not able to recall it. Sorry for that. Yes, but Avaduta's standard is that, that they don't show, you know, that they are pure devotees externally. They look very ugly or dirty externally, but... They are fully absorbed in Krishna questions because they don't waste any time on anything else other than, you know, even for bath. Ah, yes. That time Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says that even doing Varnashrama Dharma is not important. You know, doing our duties also is not important. The only duty that everyone has to do is the nine kinds of devotional service that Shravana, Kirtana, Sprana, Vandana, Padasivana, Archana, Vandana, Das, Sakya, Atma, Nivedana. Only this everyone have to do. Actually, only this much we have to do and uh, that's the only thing we have to do. You know, we don't have to do. Miss for Madhacharya followers, he was saying, you don't even have to do the duties actually that we learned from Prahlad Maharaj's life. Like that he is giving one particular example. I forgot which, which verse he was telling. But from Prahlad Maharaj's teachings, he is telling that Prahlad Maharaj told that like that. He defeats Madhacharya followers, actually. And he says that, you know, Varnashama Dharma is also not required. That's why in Ramananda Raya and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when they discuss, that discussion we always bring up. You know, what is the best? He says, Varnashama Dharma following is the best. No, what is higher than that? Then he says some Karma Mishra Bhakti or Jnana Mishra Bhakti, something. No, what is higher? What is higher? Then he goes on higher, higher, higher. Finally he says, Radharani, Gopi's devotion is the highest. He says, what is still higher? He said, Radharani's devotion is highest. What is higher? You coming in the form of Radharani, something like that. I am just paraphrasing it again, you know. Uh, the exact question and uh, answers are slightly, it's approximate. So you coming in the form of Radharani, I mean the form of, uh, in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you um, coming in the mood of Radharani, uh, being Krishna himself in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Dishwish Krishna Prem, this is the highest he says. Then enough, 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 he closes the mouth of Ramanandraya, right? So that that uh, uh, discussion is very famous, that keeps, uh, you know, I, I heard it at least twice, you know. <laughs> uh, so twice or thrice I've heard it and still I've, I don't remember it, all details, all questions, I don't remember. But I only remember the final thing, you know. 
So it's not Varanashrama Dharma that is highest. It is that you have to get absorbed in Krishna consciousness. So these Avadutas are exemplary examples of that category where they are totally diving into Shravana Kirtana Smarana Vandana. You know, they are totally absorbed in Harinam. They are totally absorbed in loving devotional service. You know, they are not wasting time on eating, sleeping, um, uh, running a family. No, they are uh, all alone um, by themselves. They don't care for cleaning up the area. Because what is important is not cleaning. Cleaning at all is required to come to the level of practicing Krishna consciousness. You know, because unless we are clean, we are not even inspired to do some devotional service. You know, when the house is in a mess, I can't think of preaching that day. I, I feel like, let me start. But now I realize that only by preaching, I'll get inspiration to do the cleaning of the house. <laughs> you know, initially, it is that when you are doing everything clean, then you'll get inspired to do Krishna consciousness. Then when you get taste in Krishna consciousness so much, that you know then whether uh, if, if then you will need strength to even clean the house because cleaning the house is not going to give you the happiness that we get in hearing or talking about krishna that that happiness you don't get uh, you know um, i mean the happiness that you get in chanting of holy names and in serving the devotees you don't get in your duties you're doing towards your body that is why there are devotees who say even gopis were complaining why did you you brahma you have no head four heads you have got but one also not working because you created such kind of eyes which keeps blinking all the time we can't even see krishna without inter uninterruptedly you know what kind of eyes you have made like that devotees complain what kind of material body is this? This is an obstruction for my devotional service. Because of this, I am forced to eat. Because I eat, I am forced to go to pass stool. Because of that, I am forced to take bath. I am wasting so much of time. Why has this become, you know, why this body is troubling me? I want to uninterruptedly serve the Lord. Like that, devotees come to that level. So these avadutas are already at that level. So they don't care for eating, sleeping, cleaning, nothing. They only care for total absorption in Krishna consciousness. But pure devotees, they are not like avadutas. They are so compassionate. They want to uh, tell people you be absorbed in Krishna consciousness. They are also having the heart of an avaduta. But they don't behave like an avaduta only because... We are watching them. They want to set a, such an example where we can follow them. Because if they stop doing cleaning and all, we stop it. We go to animal life. So they follow all the duties nicely, getting up in the morning, taking bath, uh, offering food to the Lord, uh, chanting holy names, reading, all these things they will do nicely so that we can take them as an example and follow them. You know, Prabhupada said, if you think you are advanced, then you come to set example for others. You come for Mangalarti, set example for others. If you are so advanced that you can do your Mangalarti at home, then please come here. Let others see that how advanced you are. Like that, you know, so um, don't be uh, uh, imitating an avaduta like that. He didn't say that, but that is the meaning. Means don't uh, stay at home, you know, just you follow all the rules and regulations uh, to please Guru and Krishna and also to set example to others. The pure devotees are in the mood of setting example out of compassion because they are not bothered only about themselves. They are bothered about everyone else. Like Vasudeva Datta said that I am willing to uh, take the whole world's sin and suffer Life after life, but let them all go back to Godhead, you know, to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. That is the compassion that pure devotees have, you know. So, uh, avadutas are not like that. They are not on those, uh, not compassionate kind as, uh, you know, like the pure devotees. They may have some compassion, but um, more is that they are only bothered about uh, their sadhana, their absorption in the Lord. 
so they don't care for anything external um, this is my understanding beyond this maybe you know you have to ask someone else dear mataji thank you for your